My favorite show on TV is Family Feud with Steve Harvey. It's a show where it's usually one white family versus whatever they're scared of. Uh... Hey everyone, this is Matt Holt with Perfecta Podcast Network, and I want to tell you about my friend Joe Bates, whose debut album, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates, by Joe Bates, releases on January 22nd. It's like a New England white family versus a black family. Ah, you know, it's a... Arizona white family versus Mexicans. A Florida white family versus science. It's a great album. It's with On Tour Records. My white family versus showing affection. It's hilarious. You're going to really enjoy it. I think you should download it, do the pre-order. Don't worry. They're not here, guys. They, uh, they're never here. Uh... Uh, check it out. Tell a friend. But support Joe Bates and this debut album. It's really great. All right, thanks, everyone. That's their seats. Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian. But during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Hi, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Uh, I have Tom Simmons. Very excited to be here. Very excited because the last episode was a beauty. Yes, it really yes. was. I want to talk. I wish I want to talk more about that. We're gonna. This is gonna. The, your wish is my command. Really? Yes. Tom Simmons is here. Peter John Burns is here. Hello. There we are. My friends are on the couch. The now the last episode we recorded just thirty minutes ago was about Emperor Norton, Emperor of the United States of America, Protector of Mexico, right? And then this is sort of uh, another angle of this. All right. Okay. Another direction. Let's see how it changes now. Are so you going to say I'm going to get my five dollars back because I'm going to turn my we back got, on this? We guy? got five dollars on the table now. I won five because I bet Tom before the last the Emperor Norton, the nice little reign of Emperor Norton. Uh, I bet him five dollars that he would love this guy. Right? He would love this story. That's, yes. And I won. I won. I won the five. So that's back on the table. It's back on the table. It is. Yep. What's yeah, this? Let me let me get my wallet. Okay. What's the what's this one that I'm going to turn my back on this guy by the end of this episode? Um. No. Well, I, we have to stay to make it a solid bet, right? We have to stay on on the sides. I have a gut feeling you're not going to like this guy, but you might. This same guy. <clears throat> no, we're gonna no, we're gonna introduce another another guy. Same kind of idea. It's going to be interesting contrast, I think, unless some you know. Don't hold your head in shame. I'm just thinking that it's just what it's. You're just every show. You already know the results. No, I don't. Bet. I don't. I never know the result. You'd be amazed. Here's the five is going on the table. All right. <clears throat> um, now does he have to give you another five? Yeah. Or? Now if you uh, <laughs> if you if you I just like the fact that you're hemorrhaging I money. Just, I am. <laughs> you come every, in work every, for free. Nope. You're actually going to be down. No, here's what the time we're I done. was making fun of the Buster Keaton joke that he was telling the other day about <laughs> selling him. That didn't happen. And every episode, I'm like, hey, I'll give you this 10 for that five. <laughs> the Harpo Marx joke. Uh, yeah. family reunion. Um, not, we don't have family reunions. All right. Let's get to it then. Let's, let's get it. to it. Let's get to it. Here. Now, None? let's start it like this. Like, are, okay. are they, I'm at a family reunion. have them. One of the big. It's just for some reason. Okay, you, one of these. Your invitation was decade, lost. Might have been that. Yeah. There's a ton of people there. The last the last time we had one with Tom here, he walked in, did 30 minutes for some reason. 19 of it was on abortion. <laughs> and then he signed two autographs that no one asked him to sign, and he left. <laughs> he did pretty well on merch, though. From what I remember. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting at this family reunion quite a while ago, 15 years, just a guess. And uh, I find myself, I'm sitting across from this person, and they say to me, uh, so what do you do? And I said, well, I'm kind of... Uh, you know, comedian. 
I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't, don't like, brag. I don't like telling people. Well, it's, it's not, it's the opposite of bragging. I don't want to say I failed. I, um, have we seen you on anything? No, no, no. Cause you know, those are the next questions. Right. Like, so, Hey, you have you, you ever thought about maybe trying to get on one of the late night shows? No, I, I just never thought about it. What a great idea. It never occurred to me. I watch that show. Maybe I can get you on. Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever tried out for Saturday Night Live? You know, they do stand-up, right? Right. Yeah. You know someone? I like Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting across from this person. What do you do? And I say, I'm, I'm a comedian. And, and she goes, oh, like Frank Brown. And I said, what? I don't know Frank Brown. And I'm thinking like, you know, Adam Sandler, Louis C.K., Woody Allen. I'm thinking, I don't know a Frank Brown comedian that's famous. That she would know, you know what I mean? And she, she, she said, now what would he be to you? I guess he would be your great uncle, I guess. Your, your, I know your father, and I'm not going to say his name, but I know, you know, yeah, so he would be your great uncle. And I said, and he was a comedian? And she said, oh, no, he was not a comedian. He was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought I wasn't going to like this story? <laughs> well... So I, I laugh, right? right? And Tom's putting the money in his pocket. Yeah. So I said, he was insane. Like, so he wasn't a comedian. It, she goes, yeah, he was just nuts. You know, he did all that, just running around, not following the rules. And, and, and then, and this is hilarious to me because this is her idea of what, basically when she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a comedian. She heard you're a derelict. Right. You know, you're a loser. You're, yes. You know. I mean. Not entirely wrong. Not, yeah, she's in the ballpark. <laughs> I remember when I told my aunt I was going to be a comedian, and she was so disappointed. Yeah, I don't blame her. She was her. like, and why would you, you know the people, they're, the, the comedians are all, they're all broken people. That's what she told me. <laughs> she had no idea. She's staring at one. Has she ever talked to you before? She's like, they're not happy. None of them are happy. And well, I'm like, course, oh, it's, what are you kidding me? They and she knew more about it than you do, or did at the time. Perhaps. Well, maybe. You've written her a note saying, eh, you kind of had a point. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We got a maid. We get to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do. <clears throat> I'm sorry I have a cough. Um, so anyway, she begins to tell me Frank Brown stories. And I'm just, my mouth is on the floor. I had, first of all, this guy did stuff that, you know, we all have that person in our family that's like, he did what? This guy is like movie like you're not going to believe when i start telling you these stories you're going to be like that's not true that's a that's a lie uh she starts telling me these stories and i'm just like just insane what she's telling me so i go walking same family reunion i i, I say thank you for telling me these stories blah blah, blah this and that and i immediately find my father okay to confirm if any of those stories are true yes i walk up and i say to him who is frank brown and he goes ah who told you and I'm like, what? And he goes, who's who's the rat that told you about Frank Brown? And like, you know about this guy who did all this stuff and you didn't tell me? And he goes, I was afraid you would like him. That's the way. <laughs> yeah. I go, well, of course I like him. How could you not like him? He goes, that's the problem with you. You don't follow the rules. You don't listen to anybody. You do all this weird crap. And I knew if you knew about this guy, you were going to you know, idolize him. So I didn't tell you about him. I said, so this stuff's true. What's some goes, of the stuff? Yes. <clears throat> I think this is foreshadowing. He's going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's start here. I'm just going to start rambling stories off. You tell me when you when you're sick of it, you've had enough. All right. All right now, how's this related to the, the? Was he an emperor of your family or something? Was no. He... Uh, just to recap on the Emperor Norton, the previous episode, Emperor Norton uh, lost all his money. Was essentially homeless. San Francisco embraced him. And he he printed 450-ish proclamations. He declared himself emperor of the United States of America and protector of Mexico. He was clearly imbalanced in some way or just brilliantly gorgeous in his head or whatever you right. want to call it. But and it San Francisco said, we love this guy and took him in. All right. So Frank Brown was the son of the sheriff of the small town in Tennessee where where my that side of my family is from, okay? So they moved from Kentucky to Tennessee? No, this is a different my, oh. yeah, so but, a different side of the family. Okay. By that side you mean your mom's side my or my dad, dad this is my dad's side. So um small town in Tennessee, uh Frank Brown is the his father, he was the youngest, he was the baby of the family. His father is the sheriff of the town 
And then Frank Brown began to literally wreak havoc on the town in the most gorgeous ways you could possibly think. <laughs> Let's start with this. He loved to, he was an incredible poker player, incredible. And people have told me that just watching him shuffle cards was like watching a magician. And he, you would start out with, how many cards are in a deck? 52? 52. And he would end with 69 cards in the deck for some reason and get it down. He had aces hidden and he was that kind of guy. So he would, and he was not a fun poker player. You put your you put your car on the table. He won. He took your car. He wasn't like, yeah, we we had fun. Here's your keys back. He took your vehicle. You like know? you with my fives. Yes, I took your money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the carnival comes into town, into the small town. He gets all the carnies into a poker match and wins the bear. He wins the bear. The big stuffed bear. No, the live bear that traveled with the carnival. Frank Brown wins it and begins to live with the bear, who then he turned into an alcoholic bear. What? Thank you. Uh, there is a photograph from behind of Frank Brown on a bar stool, and next to him is the bear. Was it declawed? No. It was just calm when it was sober, or when it was drunk. Uh, when the bear was drunk, it was calm. No. When the bear sobered up, watch out. And there is well, it's a, a hungover bear. It's so a hungover bear. It's a pissed off, I need I alcohol it. bear. And yeah. There's a story that Frank Brown was driving down the road, and the bear sobered up, and the bear began to tear out the upholstery, rip the dashboard out, pulled the steering wheel out of the column and Frank Brown, he had to stop the truck and get out and run and bought some beer and tossed it into the truck and let the bear get drunk until he could get, he couldn't get back in bears going nuts inside of the truck. My dad remembers Frank Brown. <laughs> he put the bear in a train car. One of the ones with bars on it that you would travel with, put, fill it up with hay or whatever. You know, you could see through the bar. He put the bear in the train car, okay, and when the kids were walking to school, he'd, he'd charge them a quarter to come see his bear. He took kids' lunch money to see this bear. Yeah, that was just, a fair trade. He gave capitalism. Him a, a bear. You got that's capitalism. You got to see. I might, I might lose the five. Tom might end up loving this. Are bear. you kidding me? Like they, they, that's first of all, of course he's got to charge because then you're, everybody's just coming. And somebody's going to get hurt. Everybody's going to be sneaking in to see the bear. You know what I'm saying? You charge them, they come in, they... Makes sense. I, I also like the fact that this is an eerie foreshadowing to your life as a feature-level comedian. Right. Because you drove a lot of... Like, you drove J. Scott Holman around, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he would tear up the upholstery, and he had to throw beer in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I had to pick up headliners that were wasted <laughs> right. and hope they don't sober up before we get to the Super 8. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, my, yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, that's a great story. Of course, you're going to like that guy. Right? He, uh, him, and two of his buddies decided to rob a jewelry store. So they they went in at midnight, thinking you know the place is empty or whatever. Owner of the jewelry store slept on a cot. Apparently, it's not doing well. Sleeps on a cot in the jewelry store. Okay, they didn't know this. Owner of the jewelry store has a gun. Uh, at least one of Frank Brown, either him or his, one of his buddies, also has a gun. There's a shootout. Uh, jewelry store owner gets gets shot. Okay, so did Frank Brown. He got shot in the shoulder. Um, jewelry store owner dies. His two buddy, Frank Brown's two buddies, immediately flee the state. They're like, we got to get out of here. He's the son of a sheriff. He knows you don't run. You don't cross state lines. You're going to get picked up. This guy just died. There's, you know, so Frank Brown hid underneath the prison. He removed the vent thing and crawled uh, into the crawl space underneath the prison. Still with a shoulder wound? He, yes. He's got a shoulder wound, hides under there, and he can hear them talking in the uh, above. It's his father's in there talking, you know, and they're setting up roadblocks. So he knows where the roadblocks are. He crawls out. He goes to what would be my grandmother's, uh, it would be my great-grandmother's house, okay? okay? He goes there. My great-grandmother was married to Frank's brother, okay? He goes there, and they clean up the wound, 
They, they do all this. They take care of him. And, and then he would go and climb back under so he could hear what was being talked about and how they were hunting him. Okay. And they would bring him the paper and food and slide it under there. Shoulder gets infected, climbs out, goes back to their house, gets it stayed under there until he heard them talking. Well, if he's a, they picked up his two buddies the next day, right? They were called immediately. Now they're hunting for Frank, right? How'd they know it was him? And well, I, I'm assuming uh, that his two buddies ratted him out, but I'm also assuming that small town, you kind of know who's running with who, right? You know, right? It's Jimmy and Frankie, okay? Yeah, and you also. This this isn't Frank's first rodeo, you know. Okay, he's a mess. You know what I mean. So the, I'm assuming all those things. But uh, so when he, the first rodeo, he rode the bear. That's right. <laughs> right. Like, all right. What do you mean you can't? I can't. I have the right to bear arms. <laughs> Boom. Bad joke. Nineteen in. Nineteen in. Nice. <laughs> but not the right to arm bears. Yes. So um, why do yeah. you need a gun? Just bring your bear in. Yeah, I think he's like, give me all the jewels. Give me the jewels, or, or we sober the bear up. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a while. Right. <laughs> you stay right there. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> I got to get him to drink this igloo full of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> give the bear coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so the end of the story. Well, I guess this is a, so. Uh, he, he he hears that the roadblocks are taken down in this, and so then he now flees the state, goes to Ohio. He's on the run now, goes to Ohio, hiding out in Ohio, meets a woman in Ohio. As one does. Yeah, as one does. Tells her that he's a wealthy Confederate and he owns a mansion and he's just in Ohio just because he likes to travel and see the world. She believes him. Uh, they get married and he goes, now he's a bigamist or whatever, goes back because uh, he had a first wife back in yes, yeah, I didn't Tennessee. know that story. Yes, goes back to Tennessee with. Or this he might woman. be married to the bear. Who you don't stays know. married to a guy with a bear? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, some of these details. Some of these the details I might get later. We don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, these are just all stories my relatives have told me. Right. This guy's long dead. It's so, yeah, isn't it fascinating? So this guy goes back to Tennessee. Now, where he was actually living was. Let's stop that story. Pick up another strain here. Uh, this and this might be interesting too. Frank Brown was a junk guy. It might be genetic. Sure. He put a big sign up in a field that said "City Dump." That wasn't. <laughs> okay. It wasn't the city dump. He just made a sign and wrote "City Dump" on it, and people came and dumped their garbage. Sure. And he went through it all. And he would save whatever he wanted to save. And he built himself this shack in that area and lived in that dump. He, that's where he lived. So he's the outlaw Fred Stern. <laughs> he, yeah. That's kind of a great idea. It's a great idea. The guy was brilliant. The guy was smart and an evil. And my dad didn't want me to know about this guy because he was like, you're going to start getting ideas. And I want you to be a health insurance salesman like I told you to. Right. Well, what idea you know? did you get? Well, it's no. I'm not young, so I, I got the idea of, you know, I would like to meet the guy, and if I see a live bear, you know, maybe I give it a what's look. What's the price? <laughs> so <laughs> he's. Uh, How would you pay for a live bear? Hey, oh, I'd go two hundred bucks. <laughs> without without hesitation, I'd go two hundred bucks, and I don't have two hundred bucks. So he brings this woman back from Ohio. She gets one look at this thing, and she's gone. <laughs> like, she gets on the bus and out of town. To be fair, you know, Tennessee Mansion is a shack next to the dump. I will. You don't have a drink, but I would cheers you on that. And I'm a Southerner, and I'm offended by that great joke. Thank you. A shack in the city dump is a Tennessee Mansion. That's funny. Yes, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> My aunt, who knows a lot of these stories, um, she said she was in third grade and she went home to her mother and said, the teacher doesn't like me. And she said, what do you mean the teacher doesn't like you? She's a third grade teacher. They, you know, they, kind of obligated to like everybody. Right. And you, what do you mean she doesn't like you? She goes, she just doesn't like me. I know she doesn't like me. She just has this. I don't think she likes me. And then my my grandmother said, wait a minute. What's her name? And she said, Miss Dolly or something like that. She goes, oh, well. She might know that your uncle shot her, shot her brother. Oh, yeah. 
So that's there is, small town living for you. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Brown shot Miss Dolly's brother, Miss Dole, so she hates my aunt. Miss Dolly's brother was the jeweler. No, he shot someone else. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Skip right over that story. You got to keep a list. That's who yeah. else did who else did Uncle Frank shoot? Well, <laughs> well. I guess you should be happy you just got the junker part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a. He didn't. Apparently, he didn't kill Miss Dolly's brother, but he shot him in the leg or something, something like that. But they, they were still pissed about it. Yeah, yeah. the wound healed, but only in his leg. <laughs> right, all his heart was still broken forever. Yeah. I can't believe that we have, there's a story with a guy that traveled around with a bear and the people are injured around him and it's not from the bear. You mm -hmm. know? I'm surprised that there's a story about a man with a bear and that might be the second or third most interesting story about it. Yes. Yeah. He was arrested once by his father. Right. <laughs> you imagine that? And brought into prison and then, uh, and his father, you know, wasn't on night shift or whatever. So the night shift guy, Frank just, and I'm just going to use the language that needs to be used here. He shit all over himself. He took, he started shitting and would, he rubbed it in his hair, rubbed it all over his face, all over his chest, and just started screaming with feces all over him. And, the, and they were like, you're just, get out. Like they just kicked, they let him go, which is the reason he did it. He knew no one, no, no one wanted to deal with that big man covered in shit. So they would just get out of here. You stink. Just let him go. How smart is that? Yes. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a price to be paid. But, well, yeah, of course. I'm pretty is. sure that Shaq didn't have a shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what I He's remember. Pump. <laughs> so how many generations removed from you was he? This was my, okay, let's see. Um, my great-grandmother was married to his brother. And, like, my, I remember my great-grandmother's house because... So your great great uncle, great great uncle, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's what I remember of the situation was when my my great great uh, my I mean sorry okay my great grandmother's husband who was Frank's brother, okay you follow when he died not Frank the brother died yeah. Frank was still alive okay and apparently told his wife my great grandmother please take care of my brother because the whole town hated this guy, okay? Nobody wanted to have anything to do with this guy. It's the opposite of Ed Norton. You see what, uh, of Emperor Norton. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Right. This guy was a nuisance to people. He was an embarrassment to my father. Well, and also Kids shot used to, a couple people. He yeah. shot it, and they, yeah, we have that, you know. And uh, I'm sure his, his policies on racism were much different than <laughs> yeah, Emperor right. Norton's, who was... He put out a few different declarations. Right. Uh, my father was embarrassed. Other kids used to make fun of my father because he was related to this guy. Wow. Well, yeah. again, that's small town living. Small town living. He was the weirdo. He was the Otis on Andy Griffith's show. He was, you know, he was, he made moonshine, and he although he never drank his own moonshine because he said he only drank the good stuff. That's funny. Like He would make this. <laughs> I know my stuff will make you blind. Yeah. He, he made this horrible, gut-wrenching, tear-you-apart moonshine, and he would sell it and go buy good whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So he's an entrepreneur, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which brings us to this. Uh, when he died, he owned a lot of land because people would put their deeds on the table, and he'd win it, and he didn't give your stuff back. So my family made a living from selling off that land acre by acre that was all Frank Brown's. He had a safety deposit box in the bank. Deeds of land. Uh, the, they're building condos right now on a piece of land that my family sold some developers in this town. They're putting condos up. Frank Brown land. So like, my, Is there any left? Uh, apparently. I think so. But most of it's been sold, I think. My... Let's see, my, he left all of his, all that stuff, all the land, all that stuff he left to my great-grandmother because she took care of him. And when I say took care, and this is like, uh, relatives after he died still didn't like this guy. Like my uncle, my, my dad's brother, disdains Frank Brown. My father doesn't like the guy, didn't like the guy. Right. But didn't hate him near as much as his brother did. He more probably just didn't like him because it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Kids made fun of him, this and that. So he was like, why have I got to be related to the weirdo? But um, 
Friend of felon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, just, I mean, he's a felon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, or maybe that's Tennessee eccentric, which is, <laughs> well, he shot a couple people. <laughs> he but didn't yeah. shoot that many. Right. It was under 10. He didn't kill anybody. Could I know of? Well, except one jeweler. Yeah. He well, he might have that. killed the jeweler. There were three guys. There was a Who gun, was convicted? Gunplay. Uh, I don't know the ending of that story. Oh, but I got to put this in there, too. There's so many stories. Um, let's see. Uh, wait, where was I? Um, Sorry. Uh, you were talking about. The land baron of Tennessee. Yes. So he owned the deeds. He owned a lot of land and he left it to my great grandmother who, you know, they weren't wealthy. They, they, you know, these are poor Tennessee folk, you right. know, that's, you know, and she would sell it off when she needed money and it kept her going. I mean, her husband's gone. Right. 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 Excuse me. So, I mean, it really helped her. And then that also helped the rest of the family. She, like my father, she sold some land at one point and gave all of the the kids and all a thousand. My dad got a thousand bucks once from the land sale. Okay. And when you look at all the kids that are involved, that wasn't, that wasn't nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So she spread it around a little bit. So Frank ended up kind of. Kind of helping, you know, generations of family Yeah, a little bit, you know, here's a little bit of money for you. Take care of you. Take care of you. You know, I mean, this and that. So, um, but, uh, th this is the one, this is the story that I actually had to ask a couple of people because it just sounds completely unbelievable when he was on the lamb, uh, he was running around. He did not like his father. His father was the sheriff, right? Sure. But he loved his mother. And he was the baby of the family, and she babied him. And that's what the family, the relatives now say that's what the problem was, was he was babied. He yeah. didn't get spanked. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, this is the reason. I actually had a relative tell me, this is the reason you spank kids so they don't turn out to be this way. <laughs> so they don't turn out to own bears. Right. You don't spank kids. This timeout leads to bear ownership. <laughs> so uh, Frank Brown was on the lam running around, and he gets word that his mother had, had died. Okay. So and he's, he's devastated. He's devastated. He wasn't home. He wasn't even in the state, right? So now he's got to get back, but they're looking for him. He's a wanted man. So he dressed like a woman. And ended up coming back into town, completely dressed like a woman, hose, high heels, wig, makeup, whole deal, and attended his mother's funeral dressed like a woman when there were police officers in the room, assuming he would show up. Right. You know, this is his mom. Everybody knows. Small town, like Peter says, you know, and they were waiting for him to come, you know, and also his father was the sheriff. So sure. there's that crossover. There's a professional courtesy. Yeah. So there's police officers in the room. He showed up dressed like a woman and attended her funeral and then uh, went to the gravesite, said his goodbyes and they got in the car and, and skipped and said, these hills are killing me. <laughs> yeah. So he did a full Bugs Bunny. He did a complete Bugs Bunny. And that's the reason I'm like, ah, I don't believe that. But. Everybody I've talked to said 100% true. What year roughly was this then? Uh, Sorry. I should know these details, but I'm too interested in the stories. I couldn't what figure out when Dublin Jack went to California. So, so he I had to be, him. especially yeah. at that time, he had to be just not a good-looking enough woman for them to notice and to really check him out and to not manly-looking enough woman to be like, hey, that might be... I'm well, guessing he wasn't a six foot two or, strapping man. Yeah, right. or they, they, cause the people that noticed were like, you know, they they there know were, him too. I'm his, sure his there were people died. in that room, like there always are with felons and and weirdos, and you know, there, there. I'm sure there were people in that room that knew that just weren't going to rat on him. Right. You know what I mean? But according to what I've been told by relatives is, you know, he's in a black dress with a black, big Vegas. black hat, and he's got a black veil over his face. It's a funeral. Right. You know, so he's covered, you know. And he, <laughs> Tom's laughing, got a big smile on his That's face. That's just still, that seems, as a cop, that would be like, the, it's like a movie almost. It is like, so movie. It like sounds like so that, Thing, that the thing that's probably bigger than a woman should be, the, the, all right. the black and the you can't see yeah. your face. Maybe we should just go. And over that and, thing next to him looks like a bear. Call yes. me crazy. <laughs> Let's go give our condolences and see if that's him. You know, right? Can't put lipstick on a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's introduce something here. Oh, you have something about him? From all right him? now, uh, Frank, like most eccentric felons, did not like to have his picture taken, um, but. There was a baby born who was my aunt, all okay. right, my aunt, the oldest, 
in my father's family was born and Frank loved babies. Okay. Put right. that, put that on top of everything else. Loves bears book. and babies. Not everybody you can't, no one's all bad. Right. Exactly. So they said, you, and I mean, this guy was a junk, he was a hoarder. Okay. What, and I, oh, I started this story. Let me pick up this before I get into this envelope I'm holding here. Uh, my memories, my, I never, as far as I know, I don't have any, I don't have any memories of actually meeting the guy. Okay. Okay. So I was born in 71. All right. I, I wish I, I should have written down what I should have asked when he died and all that stuff, but I don't know those facts cause I'm all caught up in the stories. Um, but I, my great grandmother, I have lots of memories of her and here's what, when this is the reason my old, my uncle hates this man because when she took care of Frank because her husband asked her to, okay. So she took care of him, of him, meaning that she allowed him to just walk all over her. Like he brought junk in her house was like, you watch hoarders. Now that was my great grandmother's house. Not because that's what she liked, but because that's what Frank liked. So he would take the things that he didn't want anybody to steal from his city dump or the things that might were damaged when they got wet. I remember the hallway. I remember it vividly, and I loved it. So this is where you, it all this came is, yeah, from. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the origin story of this Pro podcast. Probably the origin story of the whole podcast. That's probably what it was. I remember being tiny, and this house smelled so good. And my, of course, my dad said the place stank. It was disgusting, and it was cat piss everywhere and mold. And but it smelled like you ever open an old trunk and yeah. that that moldy antique smell. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. If I had soap that made me smell like that, then you know I wouldn't even care if it was exfoliating. I'd still use it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's incredible. But they if they sold that as a as like a. Car air freshener? Would oh, you it'd be because my car kind of smells like that. <laughs> um, I remember, here's what I remember. So like, you, when you walk into the junk shops and it smells like mildew and cat piss, you're like, oh, that's feels, like nanny's house. Yes, it feels comforting. Yeah. It's like, when, Jesus. it's like, <laughs> this is the work. This really is. <laughs> yeah. Did you know this going in? That this is the. I didn't really put it together as solidly as you guys are laying it out for me. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I'd like to pay for my therapy session and, <laughs> and end the podcast. Well, you paid him five bucks. That's, well, that's yeah. I'm hoping to win that back because I hope he likes this guy. Um, but uh, here's the vision I remember. It's, I remember my. My great grandmother always wore moo-moos, right? As great grandmothers, sure, right. And That's I remember it being next to my face. But her hallway was there was a path just big enough for a human to walk down, right? Because all along the walls were just stacks of National Geographic's. Just there would be the corner would be full of oil lamps, just piles and piles, broken, stained, not working, crap. There would be newspapers just stacked all as tall as you could see. And as a little bitty baby, it was just, it was like a hug. It was like this junk was literally hugging me. And I loved it. That where she, like there was a path from the kitchen table to the stove, another path to the, to the sink and a path to exit the house. There was a path to her bedroom, to her bed. The rest of the house was completely covered with treasures or what some people would call junk. I mean, he he turned her house into a hoarder's house. Mumu is a Hawaiian dress. Right. Yeah, yeah. Shapeless. Did you ask what a mumu was? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was her. And, and a lot of my family just hated him because of what he did to her. You know, she didn't right. want to live in that. But she made a promise to her husband. You know what I mean? How mad are you that, that house doesn't still, like, where you could go there and go through all that stuff? I, how mad am I? Um, I could choke a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a level good enough? I'd kill a puffin over it. <laughs> okay, I'm but, kidding, but listener. I'm the, kidding. I don't know what But also, it does, uh, none of this stuff sounds like, like... Do you you never go through stacks of National Geographic's at a junk shop, do you? No, I don't. I'm not into National Geographic's, but yeah, I would go through stacks, but I wouldn't bring them all in my house. I, I'm not a hoarder, according to me. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. There's do, a difference. Do you survey the family. There's two paths <laughs> to my kitchen, please. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have a collection of wooden legs. Sure, but they were carefully chosen. Yeah, you're, you're curated. You're just not piled yes. in a corner. You, 
making display cases. Now, they were carefully chosen as in everyone I've seen that's been reasonable I've purchased. Right. <laughs> Do you have any other, like, false limbs? Could, oh, yeah. Could you build, like, an entire person out of... Out of uh, I would have to get a torso from somewhere. But I like the way you're thinking. Right. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking, Tom. Thank you. Thank yes. you very much. And uh, yeah, I'm now, now I'm we've trying got to figure out project of Stuart Huff. Like yeah. you have almost a whole person, whatever you know. Yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I have a head. Torso. I have arms. You know, I have something I could use as a tail. We could make a creature. Okay, are we getting off? Wait, right I now? was just going with just regular person. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like you could build a whole. Yeah, we see that's a, that's how this riffing works. Eventually, yeah. eventually, you <laughs> he's, see he's creating nightmare fuel in his living room, and <laughs> Stuart's wife is writing you, going, "Why did you give them this idea? <laughs> it's a great idea." My son and I will begin construction on this beast that's immediately. Beautiful. And I have a beaver pelt right now. I have a couple of pelts that I could fur this beast. So anyway, <laughs> my when my oldest aunt was born frank wanted to hold the baby now you gotta imagine and my dad says but at this point frank had a beard. he looked like a hipster what a hipster would look like now maybe that's a derogatory term my frank had a beard down his chest i mean he big he never shaved he had this big zz top beard he stunk you're on the lamb you yeah he's on the lamb the, part. the dude's right. a hoodlum you know uh humbuggery <laughs> that's i'm linking from the last yes. episode Overalls, because I'm going to go. If you're going to do the beard and live in a shack, overalls. So could, are these pictures of him that you have? Are these going to? Have you described this pre-beard, post-beard? What they we told. Got? They told Frank Brown. They said you are not touching this baby unless you take a shower, shave, clean yourself up. We're not allowing you to touch this baby. So Frank took a shower. Wow. Shaved his beard. That's that's a guy who really loves babies. Put on a suit. I knew you would appreciate no that, Peter. Shit. All right. Yeah. Put on a man put on a suit and showed up and said, Let me hold the baby. And they said, Holy crap. Somebody get the camera. Frank cleaned himself up to see this baby. Okay. That's him on the left. That is also, you know I'd like this. I know. Very nice hat. There you go. I knew I knew he would love that. Yeah, he's in he's in another one there. Do you recognize him in that other one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When did they get rid of all the stuff? I mean, you were when she died. Which was how, how old? Frank. Were you? Um, I was young. I was very young. And your dad didn't grab any of that stuff. No, my dad. My dad has the junk gene. Right. But he is not. He's too smart a man to allow himself to go into that. He's got some stuff in in the garage that he he's this is cool, you know, and he right. likes that. He's got a little he's got a trunk in his closet with you know, a couple pieces that he likes, you know. But that's that's as far as he's going to let it go. But there was kind of cool, isn't it? Peter's looking at the picture. So, I'm guessing Ant's born in the 1940s. Mm, yeah, probably she was the oldest, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going off of the suits are high-waisted, and those are pre-war hats. You know pre-wow. Well, well post-war hats, so, okay, <clears throat> you're sort of standard fedora type thing, mm -hmm. right? Post-war. He's on the left, Tom. Tom's looking at the pictures now. I mean, and this, these are not hard and fast rules because this is fashion, right? Okay. But post-war, you know, your 1950s fedoras, taller in the front, mm. diamond crown, in the in the top, so okay. Uh, uh, Glenn Ford in the Big Heat, he's got a you know they're taller, they yeah. slide back, right? Right, and that's that's pre-war. That's post. Post war. That's like 1950s. That's odd because I would think it would be. There's some flip. there's there's some big ones in like the 1930s, but usually that's in my opinion, you know. Okay. If I'm looking, I'm like, okay, that's a yeah. 1950s hat. Whereas you think about like Bogart and Casablanca. There's a pinch in the front, but it's it's, right. it's shorter. Does he look anything like who you think? No, no, he doesn't look. I mean, he looks yeah. like a very respectable guy. Right. And then I thought he was going to look like you. Like I thought that was going to be the hook at the end. Like, look at this. Oh, this is a, this is a yeah. I'm yes. a young him or something. Yeah. No, I think he. You know, he he cleaned up, right? I mean, my dad when. These are the only pictures we have of him. But when my dad showed me this, he he said, "I want you to know 
that that is not the man right. <laughs> that I knew. That is a man who is cleaned up to hold a baby, son. He looks good. He's looks sharp. He's got a, a clean suit on. And that is the only reason that he's we like, took a picture of that jerk, you know, because right. they were shocked that he did that. Well, and, the, you know, for the benefit of the listeners, but we'll, we'll obviously have pictures of this up on the website. The, the suits are high-waisted, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the ties are short. Uh, it's a three-button suit. See, I didn't know any of this, but I don't own a suit. I mean, yes. not only do I not know anything about suits, I'm, I don't own a suit. Yeah, this was, What are you going to do was, if somebody dies? He's got to borrow the Franks. I'm going to dress up like a woman and go to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm a brown, my, baby. My wife's got some nice stuff. <laughs> I'm a descendant of the, of the brown. <laughs> Who do you think you're messing with over uh, here? See, that's why I, I, I forget. <laughs> Nicely played. Yeah. So what do you think? Big difference. I mean, shot people. But... But I will say this. I mean, there's a huge difference between embracing Emperor Norton, right, who didn't he did not do the harm that Frank Brown did. Right. But let's put that aside and look at a little detail here. But even being eccentric was also a downfall of Frank. They didn't like this. They didn't. Yes, they didn't like the violence. Yes, they didn't like that. But. You you want a bear? You shouldn't win a bear. You shouldn't be playing poker. They were against playing poker was oh, a of sin. They were. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was not following the Bible. You did that. You drink spirits. You know, things like that. But the half the family was helping him. They're, they're, he was. They brought him in. They nursed him back to health. They put him back in the hole. They were. They're literally lying to the other important person in the family, their dad, who's the, you know, to like. So there's, there's like every family, there's, there's, you know, there's some other bad people. At the beginning of this episode, didn't we say Catholics don't drink in public? Right. No, no. see, Catholics drink heavily in public and at home too. You you may be thinking of different Catholics. I'm aware of the Irish Catholics. There's this thing called a pub. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my point is like, but there's the Protestants are the ones who are, you know, Talking about the evils of whiskey and then and then going and drink. That's yeah. my point, Tom. It's like you could say you could stand up in, in a nice dress and say, "Well, I think it's disgusting and blah blah." But then turn around and help. I mean, right. I don't know if you've been aware of this and you while you're studying Christianity, but th- there's a little touch of hypocrisy involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here, 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 I'll go out on a limb and go. Uh, I think there are lots of small towns where. The bear owning might have been shrugged at. Well, that's just Jerry. He's got the bear. Every story has, I want to hear more about that story, to be honest. I want to hear more about the bear story. I want to hear more about the jewelry heist. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the thieving, gambling, drinking was, and I don't know if that I would call that eccentric, is just larcenous, was the main reason he wasn't liked. Something, I mean, lots of small towns have, you know, some weirdo that's the town weirdo. Now, you may not want him over, but he's not run out of town. I think you're shooting people and. Right. And you check. Yeah. And cheating at cards because, you know, you end up with 69 cards. You're less of a, a gambler and more of a card sharp. Oh, he was just flat out cheating. Yeah. Right. So these guys are different versions of the whole town sort of knew them and they embraced the one guy and they Emperor Norton and yeah. they they totally they didn't even want your dad didn't even want you to know that he existed right. as a human he, being. 20 years after he's dead, 30, 40, whatever he's it was. the family right. shame. Yeah. But I mean, he Emperor also Emperor Norton didn't have a family. And also, right. as we discussed in the you know, the previous episode about Emperor Norton, mm-hmm. he was not violent. Right. Didn't steal, you know. You know. He was given. Right. Yeah. You know, but didn't have a bear. U- he was in the Union, for crying out loud. This guy's a Confederate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, this, I mean, this, like a lot of, uh, how to put it, family stories from the South, like, this is a Faulkner tale. Yeah. You know, this is the, this is the bad seed. But in the end, he took care of his family. Like, in on the generations down, he, because of them, right. because of this guy that they were all, like, 
fuck this guy. We don't even want him part of the family. He's a criminal, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, it's like, hey, thanks for the money for three generations. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We just sold your last piece of legacy that's carried our family for put our put generations through through college, you know. And I want to know somehow I expect this as to be like a Hollywood the daughter, the one that he got all cleaned up for and changed his whole life around for just to hold. Mm-hmm. Did she do anything with that magic? Did she bring it on? And I don't know. I mean, these are all questions that I want to know. I want to know more. I want to, you know, my aunt, my aunt, however you want to say it, knows a lot of stories. And I got a lot of these stories from her. My father will be like, yeah, that's true. Like, he doesn't really want to talk about it. He still, I mean, it was six months ago, something like that. I said, do we have any pictures frank brown i, I want to do like a podcast and my dad listens to the podcast right so he said yeah we'll dig him up and and then we, him and i started talking about it and he goes he was just an embarrassment he was like every everybody knew him and i was related to him and you know and then i said well he he's got to be a hard man to live around and with and you know what I mean? The guy shows up with a shoulder wound and you have to right. clean it up. And you know what I mean? That sounds amazing if you're not the one in the kitchen at 1 a.m. Right. Trying to stop the bleeding. Right. And, you know, and, and my dad, there's a, lot of, the there's a lot of mess and destruction in his wake. Yes. I mean, you, you know, he wins a truck in a poker match and now you can't you get to work because you lost your truck, you know, and then the bear rips out the steering column and you yeah. know what I mean? It sounds it's, colorful when you're not, it's not in your, per, in your peripheral. Yeah, exactly. And then I told my dad, I said, I bet it was difficult being around him. The guy was really a jerk. And my dad goes, now you're talking. Now you're talking. He goes, I'm glad you said that son, because that's the lesson to learn here. Frank Brown was a jerk. He was mean to other people, blah, 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 blah. But there's still that part of, I think, anybody that's like, yeah, but that's pretty cool. Right. But I mean, you I, know? sort of yeah. to your point, though, Tom, like his, the land took care of a lot of the family, but he didn't dole that out. Yeah, that he, was, uh, he just won in a poker match. Right. He, he hoarded all that, all those deeds of land in a safety deposit box, and he gave it to the one woman who was nice to him after he ruined her house and potentially her life. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it wasn't like he suddenly found himself generous after three spirits visited him on Christmas Eve. Okay, you're you know? right. He, yes, okay, you're right. He's. A, I trust your dad on this one. <laughs> your dad's got some good, no, good I mean, character I on think that. The, I think the irony is they, the family probably would have refused the money had he still been alive and they would have had to say thanks. But they'd ah. say thanks <laughs> to the, your great-grandmother. Yeah, that would have been interesting if he would have said... Like they said, you can't hold this baby unless you clean and shave and take a bath. You know, it'd be it'd, it'd be very interesting if he if he said back to them, "I will give you three hundred acres of land if you say if thank you." Let me you. hold that baby. <laughs> yeah, if you, well, if you let me hold that baby, if you say thank you for doing it, I wonder if they would have said, they would have said thank you. Right, if they would have done it, I don't know. Yeah, did you? Now I'm more I'm really real time interested because this is your origin story of. That um, there wasn't anybody else that was a hoarder or a junker in the era when she died. That sort of was like, let me go grab some of this stuff because I get so I can go through this, and then yeah. that it's somewhere in your family, or it, there might even be times where you've been in a junk shop, sort of in that area that that did come and take all that credit, mm. unless they bulldozed it into the into a ditch or whatever. Yeah, I'm I sure a lot of it. They just, I mean, how about it? You know, if you've got a collection of oil lamps in a corner, right, mm. it, it's a it's got to be a rare junkman that's going to, you know, even a rare junkman who's going to go through a pile of broken oil lamps, right. hoping to find what the one good one, <laughs> right? The right. one, the one, the, the one odd model of oil lamp. They go, oh, well, this is a Chesterton 322. <laughs> yeah. right. This oil lamp, that's worth money. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know what happened. I mean, my. Like, I guess like a lot of Southern families, probably Northern families, you know, they don't talk about this guy. They don't tell these kind of stories. The stories they tell are like, you you ought to see the size of this bass that I caught. Right. You know, or did you see the basketball game on Friday night at the high school? You know what I mean? They're not saying, let me tell you once again about how your great, great uncle shot seven people or what. You know what I mean? They they just that's a shameful thing. So why tell the story? 
And I, so there's, I don't know enough about this guy. I want to know more. I know. It just seems interesting to me that you might have been in some, ju- through junking for the last, I whatever. Could have, you could yeah. have, like you could have literally picked up something and been like, ah, this is kind of neat and put, throw it back down. And it was something connected from, to him, connected to him or that. And I never or, would have even known it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be really cool. And I, I, at one point I thought that the guy should be a book. Like I should dive in and do serious research and try to write a book on this guy. But. Funny you say but that. I, I, you know, the problem is, is that how you, I mean, most of the people involved are dead. Yes. You fictionalize the different parts. Could, you'd well, have I mean, you could write a novel about them. Yeah. But you couldn't write a biography because I don't think there's enough. I mean, you could get documentary facts, a, a, a marriage, you know, marriage license issued in Ohio and a marriage license issued in Tennessee to prove. Right. right and draw. He was arrested on this date. He was right. released right, you, on this day. Whatever. But you don't have anyone to interview. Right. You know, that's that's the real problem. There's yeah. got to be a historical record of the sh- a shooting and a thing. And a, I'm sure there is. There's, there's probably there's stuff in the newspaper, sure. Your yeah. family would know the stories, even though they don't want to, you know, that's... But I've thought it already. All, I thought they should make... This they're all legends now. You should... Right, yeah. Or a, or a, or a show. One of your shows could be just stories about a your... A Frank Brown show. Yeah, and it sort of talks yeah. about, like, his craziness, sort of like how that your family... Your dad was worried that you'd... you'd You'd love that about him, and then you do. You know what I mean? It's like a, there's, mm. there's some themes and stuff that runs. I mean, through. I do think there's a genetic component. There's got to be right to the, let's say, collector. Thank you. My, uh, w- you that's, know, that's softer than what Tom usually calls it. Well, I mean, when there, there's, I've never I, seen you as a small child wandering through your great nanny's house comforted by all this junk moldering before. national geographic so it, it has yeah. more of a oh that makes sense now mm-hmm. this is some serious childhood trauma shit or whatever you know what i'm saying it <laughs> makes sense now <laughs> you do this but you know when i used to work for, this, this episode's done <laughs> this episode's over when i used to work for rare book school my, my i feel violated <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to interrupt no, you Peter. Uh, I was gonna say when I give when me I, my five dollars back. When I used to work for Rare Book School, my you know, the guy that ran the place mm-hmm. took, a, took, took a book collecting course and taught one. Right. And at the beginning of every time he taught this week long course, he would say to all these people in the room who are all book collectors, "What else do you collect? Not do you collect anything else? Right. But what else? You know, what else have you collected in your life? Yeah. And they all did. Sure. Someone was like, I collect. I, I collected rocks when I was a kid, or someone was like, I collect you know, thimbles or whatever. Yeah. And it's clear that the collector, you know, which can turn into hoarder or whatever, but like, that's a thing that some people do, mm-hmm. you know, a buddy of mine married into a family and they're like, what do you collect? And he's like, I, I don't collect a damn thing, but everyone else in their family, Hummel figurines, you right. know, uh, souvenir spoons from places. Well, that's too bad. Cause right now you got a collection of crazy people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our shopping list. I like frogs. He likes Santas. <laughs> Please, twenty years of stuff from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> I'm, the way he got out of that, by the way, was whenever he go to a foreign country, he would just keep the change. He goes, and finally went to his, this family married into. He goes, I collect change now. And like, All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're in. Put his name on the cake. <laughs> it's okay now. I, that that story makes me happy because the the um, I about said something mean, but the let's say the boring guy who yeah. collect nothing was the oddball in that story. Right, right. I love that family. Wait. I should marry into that family. <laughs> Maybe I can go through some of their junk and right. get some good stuff for my house. Because I, I got a question for you. Maybe you've got an answer for me. Mm-hmm. What the hell is it with National Geographic's? There are more. I can't think of another magazine. Playboy. Okay, yeah, right, right. And you have to finish the, the question. Yeah, and, and for the same reason. But that, but yeah. gra- but Except we have to be fair. That's your, that is they're your answer occasions. to six out of every twin, <laughs> 10 questions you're asked. I mean, that's what it is. The waiter said, what would you like to drink? You playboy, uh, 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 water, no ice. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know, but I, it's, I think this is my answer, and this is... I've never read this. I have never heard this. But my answer to you is this. They're stackable. Oh, wow. The way the National Geographics are made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. By the way, my my dad, 
you know, subscribed for years. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yep. I, I, to the best of my knowledge, you know, and he listens to this podcast too, so I might get an angry letter, but like, mm-hmm. I don't recall him ever going back to an earlier one. Right. Right. But they were fancy and they had beautiful photography. They're really good. Go- I mean, they're wonderful are- magazines. You know, it's right, really like- hard to find on eBay. Is a um, is a uh, a red National Geographic. All if they're most of all of them are in pristine condition. Very few of them have been cracked <laughs> open. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I don't know why I like your cynicism so much. It because, makes me happy. Because they're, that's one. That's another thing about them is they come like so like before you would ever finish reading it that like mm-hmm. you end up with a stack of seven that you're behind. It's like Stephen King yeah. novels. You know what I mean? You can't keep up. <laughs> right. You can't keep up. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Are you a subscriber then? I subscribe to National Geographic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I say I, my wife. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any magazine. And, and are they, is there a stack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a stack in... Uh, those beautiful bookcases that Peter, uh, the barrister bookcases, barrister bookcases, they're gorgeous. And uh, I have a stack in there. We have a stack on top of a wooden box that says banjo soap on it. Beautiful box. Um, and then there's some, that's not happening in my house. Like you we've talked before what? about with what I would get. Like, there's a, it says banjo soap on it. Did just, you hear me? Yeah, I heard it's beautiful. I do like that. Cause I was like, we should do something with character when we had our built-ins built. I was like, we just should do something kind of different with character. No, dude, it's got to, there's got to be some symmetry. It's got to, the, the half's got to be here and to here. And the, it's looks like it's part of the house. It's Your like, wife is like that. And like I'm that like, that's of- ridiculous. And then it's done. And I'm like, that looks great. You'd pick, that was awesome. You yeah. Know? Because you're like, you know, I had an idea, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Right? And now it looks great. And like, you're, yeah, I'm not saying done. I mean, you look, it looks great, but you might've had this idea, like, let's do some weird stuff over. And your wife's like, no. And you're like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the end of your care. Yes. Okay. Secret to a happy marriage. You pick your battles. This is not a hill you're going to die on. Yeah. I, I'm learning. It's better to just uh, no battles. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. battles. You pick no your battles. battles. And you the, pick none pick, of them. No <laughs> battles. I pick zero I think battles. That's the hill. That's the hill I would die on. I think is if if my wife said, "I want you to get rid of all the junk," then I would be like, "Well, then I'm going to move next door." Right. <laughs> I mean, I love you, you know, but I'm just going to move next door, and you call me whenever you want to hang out or whatever. <laughs> right. But I'll be next door with all the junk. I had a friend whose mom said her and her husband never argued, and or that he had told me that his parents never argue. Yeah, I've never heard They're my parents fight. People. Yeah, and so I was like, why? How did you do that? How did you? And she said every time she sort of went to argue, he would just he just refused to argue. And then because of that, she became better at not See, when you're doing arguments. that with the hands, I was a little concerned because he's like, every time she wanted to argue, he would. And like, then I'm like, yeah, no, 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 he no, would no, hit no, her. No, <laughs> no. Like her energy would, you know, the negative let's argue energy and he would just almost like flow with it. He would do become less involved. And so well, I guess, I guess there's a difference. I mean, you know, how put it? Well, I don't know. There's disagreement, argument and fight. Right. I, you know, and I, I mean, my wife and I have disagreements. Yeah. But you know, that's called fun in my family where, <laughs> you know, I'm not particularly fond of Jane Austen. Well, you know, and then too bad. There's going to be a disagreement. She's moving in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to perfect that, by the way. I'm okay. not. I, I back, think I. I don't. I. I don't. I don't know why we're talking about this, but I. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I think. Um, so you argue with your wife? Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Let's I think some this. people need it. I think, like, I've dated people in the past that I'm not a fighter. I'm not an arguer. I'd rather just talk it out and let's discuss and figure out how to. You know what I mean? That's me. But some people can't. They they need. Some, well, hey, for some people, it's like foreplay. Yeah. I've seen some fan. Yes. Like, I've seen some couples where it's like. They're, you know, they're doing this in front of you, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna fuck when they get home. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that kind. Of, I don't mind if we're okay. We're having a disagreement. Let's fine. But when it gets down to fight, I mean, I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. punching. I'm talking about, about like yeah, yeah. one is yelling at the other, and right. Voices like, I'm raised. pretty much at that point. I'm out. I mean, I you well, know once I mean? start to get heated, I I get. I don't just, yeah, I kind of am going to say some things that I wish I didn't say. Right. Know? I don't want to get to that point. Right. And I, I don't like feeling that way. I think some people like feeling that. I don't. My wife and I have had, we've been together, I don't, I'm bad with numbers, but, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 14, I don't remember. We've been a together while. a while. We've had two disagreements. How long have you had that picture? Uh, the Frank Brown pictures? Uh, two months. 
How about that one over there? Well, okay, you're, okay, I see what you're doing. All right, all right. There's no, there's no need to to do that at all. There is no need. There's no, don't snap your fingers like you're proud of yourself. That's your I'm proud of myself move over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I just, you know, and my wife isn't a fighter either, so we match. Sure, that's good. So you just that's the ultimate thing is you need to match. Yeah, I just wait till I I just get wait till I get. I don't say anything, and then I get snippy, and then it's like, and then I'll just be like, blah, 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 blah. like I live here too, you know, some some stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I live here too. No, you don't. Not three weeks out of the week, out of the month. The I road. would like, I would, I would like to. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm kind of fixated on this on this ridiculous thing that you guys brought up. That that's the the origin story of this podcast. Of course, it's the. Or you yeah. couldn't tell when you were saying it. Like as soon as you're saying it, it was like, this is where it all comes from. Right. Hmm. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, just kind of strange. But, you know. Yours is more organized. I mean, that's, you know, we'll give you that. Well, yeah, there's a huge difference between what he did and what I do. Right. I mean, a huge difference. I'm just For saying. Sure. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's the urge just, to collect. Right, yes. And I'm saying that, you know, facetiously, because I know there's not a huge difference. There's a small difference. He loved every one of those oil lamps, you know. He loved them all. Right, you know that. Yeah, of course he did. That's the reason he, he kept them. Also, there might be a war. <laughs> like, there's always a practical thing. Yeah, there's always, you know, I have all these National Geographics because I might need to look something up. Right. You know, which like, is not going to happen. You There's a couple different personalities, right? There's a, there's a couple of people that are as kids, as, as people now, and I think we're on the other sides of this. Like, you, you walk through that, and this is beautiful. Like this is beautiful. This is home. This is comfort. And I, I would walk through that and be like, "Why does the uncle crazy guy need all this stuff?" Well, this that's the stupid. ultimate question, and I don't know the answer, but I'm sure some therapist does. The, the biggest question is this: Was I like that before I went into the house? Do you know what I mean? Right. If I had no contact as a as a very young child, if I had never went into their house, I was we were not going to junk shops or antique shops or uh, my dad used to take me to auctions. I had never seen Sanford and Son. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. If I didn't, you know, if I wasn't fed the first dose for free, would I be hooked on the drug later? You you know what I mean? Right. Or was I already like that? And then I, if, if myself, you know, let's say a three-year-old Stuart and a three-year-old Peter John Burns, we, well, you were kind of a collector. So I'm a collector. A three-year-old Stuart and a three-year-old Tom Simmons, we walked into that house. You're disgusted. It stinks in here. Let's go play baseball. I'm like, I can't believe this. This is amazing. I'm in the womb. You know? Yes. Was, is it genetic or, or is it, you know, it's the, that's the age-old question, right? I mean, if you're asking me to put a chip down, it's genetic. There's, I right. mean, that's fed by the people in your family. Right. I but was I, groomed I, by Frank Brownians. Yeah. You think that being a hoarder is genetic? I think being a, I mean, I think being a collector is genetic. I think it can slide into mental illness and then you're a hoarder. Or a squirrel. Or a squirrel. Or, or that's the, maybe we had the connection that, with the bear, right? He has to hibernate, so he has to. Do they collect? Do they collect their food for the winter, or they eat it until it's on, yeah, on them? They yes. Just get fat. But I'll tell. But I'm going to end this episode by by saying this. And by the way, for the listener, I now have won my five dollars. I don't even know what the bet was, Tom. Because you know, are do you like this guy? Are you fascinated with this story, Frank Brown? You said I wouldn't like him. Yeah. No, I said we should stick to the same thing. I said, I'll bet you're going to love this guy, Emperor Norton. And you, and at some point you just said, I do. Here's five bucks. Right. And I said, we should probably stick to the thing. I have a gut feeling you're not going to like this guy. He's trying to give you your five bucks back. But I'm trying to give it back. So what side am I on on this bet? Do you like uh, him? If I like him, I lose or I win? If you like him, you lose. This guy was an asshole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my dad just sided with Tom. My, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad is listening to this right now going, now, Tom, that's a smart I, man yeah. right there. You don't fight this. with your wife. Right. If she wants the bookcases that way, then just let her have it. And Frank Brown was a jerk. No one wanted to be around him. I don't care how you, nice a suit you dress him up in or how nice of a whatever year. You that can't suit fool Tom. Done. Piece of shit. <laughs> 
Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope it was interesting. And uh, you can send emails to uh, huffpodcast at gmail.com. That's H-U-F-F. Thank you so much. Who listens to the end? I don't understand. I mean, what's... Really, why am I still talking? It's all right. Uh, this is, I guess, the small print of the podcast. Is that what it is? Is that when the, you pull out the glasses that you have to kind of slide down the nose and read the bottom of the bottle kind of thing? Uh, it was so called produced by Matt Holt. I don't know what he did, but there was something he wants his name on here. Uh, intro music is real Greg Brown. I picked it because I love Greg Brown and I was hoping someone would listen to this podcast and go, what was that music? I want to find out what that is. Go listen to Greg Brown. Outro music was sweet, sweet. Uh, You know, rate and review, you know, whatever. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. I think that's a button that you push. It's kind of like liking something. Or You know what annoys me is when I send someone a text and then I get a message back that says so-and-so liked your text. Don't do that to me. Don't do, don't answer my text or answer me, but don't like my, uh, tell a friend about this podcast or don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, and thanks for listening. This has been a Perfecta Podcast Network production. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities Perfecta Podcast Network production. Say that 11 times and, and try to enjoy life. I've been learning, making it on my own. Well, my mind is turning, thinking of how I've gone from a heartbeat to the beat of a heart finding its way back home.